In today's show, I'm looking ahead to Saturday's action in the NBA. What I'm watching for, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's look ahead to Saturday's action in the league, what we're watching for over there. The first game is the Cavs and the Sixers and all eyes for me are going to be on Jarrett Allen who's playing big minutes, unbelievably high field goal percentage, like 90% on a lot of these games. Yes, you know, 50% free throws is rough, but he's doing so, so much. Featured him or talked about him at least on the uh, Top 20 Players show earlier today. And let's see if he can keep that sort of stuff rolling. He's been awesome. I also want to watch Dean Wade, amazingly. No Nance, no love. Wade has started the last two games. And what I really want to watch with Wade is, do they start him again? Do they play him those 20 minutes? Or do they you know, give the better player, Dylan Windler, an opportunity to you know, have some starters minutes for the short term? Um, I don't think they will. I think they'll continue with Wade, especially since they've been winning some games. But um, at least in deeper leagues, I guess you could have a stream there of Wadey, but I don't think he offers too much long-term. For the Sixers, Seth Curry, playing some uh, some interesting some interesting level of games at the moment, shooting well, assists have been up in some games, getting some steals. And I think with the Thick Hogsman, which we'll talk about him in a second, being out, with this knee injury, there's a there's a bigger opportunity here for Seth. So he's definitely someone to take a look at uh, in this game if he's not rostered already as a stream option with Harris out. And I've got Harris's name there. Obviously, he is out with his knee contusion. So who do they start? I imagine it's Prison Mike Scott. They could also go with Ferky from Turkey and start him at Power Forward. Now, neither of these guys are going to be must-roster 12-team league guys, probably not even 14-team league guys. You're going to get a mix of Scott, of Korkmaz, of Milton, of Thibel. All of those guys get a bit of an extra boost in their production due to the absence of Tobias Harris. Next game, the Wolves and the Wizards. Um, okay, we get an opportunity to see what happens in this game without Malik Beasley, and that's going to be you know, important, uh, instructive, I guess. They haven't played since Wednesday. Who do they start? My guess would be um, starting McDaniels there. But it could also be Jalen Noel. Now, Noel is just a scorer who doesn't do too much else. McDaniels is the opposite of that. A guy who blocks shots, can hit some threes sometimes, can pass a little bit. And I think this also helps someone like Jared Vanderbilt, who if McDaniels is playing more at the three, it's going to mean more minutes for Vanderbilt at the four. So Vandy's an ad. McDaniels is maybe an ad. Um, Noel's a deeper league stream. Do they put Jarrett Culver back into the rotation? He was available last game and didn't play. What does this mean for Josh Kogi's playing time? But Noel and McDaniels, probably the two most interesting guys there for Minnesota. For the Wizards, they are on a roll. I think they've won six out of their last seven. Russell Westbrook is shooting better in most games. I want to watch his shot selection. I want to see how many threes he takes, or more importantly, how many threes he doesn't take. And can he get his free throws back to normal? I think we just write that off. I don't think the free throws are ever coming back for Russ Westbrook. But what, let's watch his overall shooting performances. And then let's watch Flaming Mo. Flaming Mo Wagner has been their starting center. He'll have these big games and play 24, 25 minutes. He plays these other games where he plays four minutes. It's really hard to judge him. 
Um, I think, you know, given the fact that it is a back-to-back coming up for the Wizards, that it is, he is worth at least having a look at as an option to add for those. Um, he's much higher upside than Alex Len and then Robin Lopez, but, you know, your floor value there is really pretty low as well. Next game, Nuggets, Thunder. Denver obviously screwed up that last game that they played with that Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. fast break issue. They are still dealing with injuries to Harris and Green and Millsap. So do we get big minutes to Faku again? Faku Kampazzo, who's playing you know mid to high 20s almost every game. That has at least short-term value for Faku. And I guess we can have a look at him as a stream option while the headmaster Jamal Murray is shooting out of his brain. Like 50% from three, usage through the roof, you know, 40 minutes a night close to it. Really big numbers from Murray. It is going to fall off. It is definitely going to fall off at some point. Can he keep it going here? And then for the Thunder, let's watch Darius Baisley. We know it's been, I was going to say it's a roller coaster, but roller coasters don't stay on the ground for the majority of their trip. And that's pretty much where Baisley's been. Can he do anything consistently to get him back into our good graces? I have my doubts, but I'm not sure. And um, the Salt Flake, Theo Maladon. He's a guy that we want to pay attention to. You know that I've given him, you know, not. He doesn't give a shit what I've given him, but in terms of fantasy analysis, I'm giving him yeah, a couple of weeks to really find his role. And look, yeah, on Friday's game, I thought he was pretty impressive. And that is why I think he's a must-roster player. So let's see. Can he do it two games in a row? They're also going to have Al Horford back for this one as well. So that, let's see how that impacts things. Next game, the Pelicans and the Spurs. Zion Williamson. Well, I know nobody can stop Zion. So I want to see what he does with that knowledge that he's unstoppable. The free throws have been up. Can he bring some big defensive stats? Can he keep those assists at five to six per game? I think he can. His passing game and his pickup. Someone had a crazy stat that through the first season and 10 games of this year, he averaged like 0.5 pick and roll possessions per 100 possessions. And now he's up, since that first 10 games this year, he's up to 16. So it's like a 32 times increase in how much he's being used as a pick and roll ball handler, which is insane. But he's doing so well in it. So I want to see what he can do. And then Josh the Hitman Hart. Last game, limited minutes for Hitman. I think that he can um, excellently execute a better performance here against San Antonio, and he does have some 12-team league value. For the Spurs, of course, they're still dealing with a bunch of COVID absences. Rudy Gay, Calden Johnson, DeMar DeRozan, Maximum Derek White, Devin Vassell. Last game, Keita Bates-Steel. Well, actually, DeRozan, we don't know. Sorry, DeRozan is questionable, personal issue, um, and Aldridge is questionable with a wrist issue. DeRozan's is not COVID. It was a a death in his family. His father passed away, I believe. And Aldridge is questionable. But I want to look at someone like Keita Bates-Diop, especially if DeRozan is out, because Bates-Diop played 20 minutes last game. He had big steals. He's a guy that had big steal and block numbers coming out of Ohio State. And yeah, more value than maybe a Trey Lyles or Lucas Samanich, despite coming off the bench. So he's at least someone that we can pay attention to. And then Jakob Pertle. Do they start Pertle over Aldridge again? What do the minutes look like? We saw uh, Pertle play 35 minutes last game with Aldridge playing 26. Now, some of that is due to absences of DeRozan and Calden and playing those two together. But can Pertle maintain 30, 30 plus minutes a night? I'd be really excited to see it, and I think it's what is in his future for next season, but will Popovich, is Popovich is going with it this year, which would be pretty wild and, and unexpected in my mind. The Pacers and the Knicks. New all-star, DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, he should be able to have a pretty strong game here, and the main thing I want to watch with Sabonis, though, is all of a sudden, he is putting up massive defensive numbers pretty consistently. So that's what I want to watch. Can he start will keep getting one and a half steals, one and a half blocks, because that changes the calculus on his value really, really in a big way. 
So is he able to do that regularly? And then Timothy John McConnell, whose steal rate is through the roof. Top 20 player over the last two weeks in fantasy, amazingly. Uh, assist rate really high. He's uh, scoring at a high level. It will add an efficient level as well. So can they keep it going against the Knicks on a back-to-back? While for New York, Rowan Barrett Jr. has been pretty poor the majority of the time. Um... I don't believe he's a must-roster 12-team league guy, but let's see how his minutes look here. And also the same for Emmanuel quickly. What does your mate Tom Thibodeau do? Does he... He's never going to just unleash him to play 30 minutes. It's just not going to happen. And quickly has also been a master of inconsistency this year. So despite having that really big game last time out and Alfred Payton being doubtful here, quickly could play 12 minutes and do nothing. I think that's a real possibility and something we have to brace ourselves for. The Jazz and the Magic. Joe Ingles. Um... Look, he's sort of hovering around 12-team value. I don't think he's a must-roster guy there. But on a back-to-back, what do they do with him minutes-wise and how does his production look? And same with Mike Conley, who uh, is... No, actually not same because he's not a guy that we're debating dropping. But I just want to watch Mike Conley because he's been super fun. I think he was unlucky to miss out on the All-Star game. And I want to see Conley you know, shoot efficiently here. For the Magic, Trumra Kiki, I'd like to see him get a larger role over the Chief Al Farouk Aminu. That doesn't appear like it's going to happen. And he's just a deeper league guy at this point while Evan Fournier had a couple of stinkers in a row. He's probably due a bounce-back game. I would make sure he isn't on the waiver wire in any league that I'm in, I'd add him up and see what he can do. And then the last game of the night is the Mavericks and the Nets. Maxi Kleber is really not producing at a level that would be commensurate with his talent. So can he get back and hit threes and block shots and provide back-end 12-team league value? I'm not banking on it. I'm not adding him under that assumption, but I at least want to watch it. And same with Joshie Richardson, who's more of a stream 12-team league player than a must-roster 12-teamer. Can't really seem to get everything going. The assists are down. His defensive stats aren't there. His efficiency is not great. Usage isn't particularly good. And uh, all those things add up to being more of a waiver wire player. Well, for the Nets, one of the biggest things we want to watch for is is Nick Claxton, who was excellent last game. He put up defensive stats. He was aggressive rolling to the rim. The Nets seem to like him. You know that I've said all along that I reckon he can actually be a better player this season than DeAndre Jordan, but I'd like to see Steve Nash believe the same thing before I get heavily invested. And we also didn't see Jeff Green um, play last game. And of course, no Kevin Durant. And those two guys come in, guys who spend a lot of their minutes at center. I think that's going to have an impact on where Claxton sits. But there's another opportunity for him to impress, so let's see what he can do. And then, with Durant out, the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, Just an, a super efficient finisher, apparently, this season. He's not doing huge amounts else, but he is at least a 12-team league stream option for Saturday. And then there's two more games before the All-Star break where he'll get decent minutes on Monday and Wednesday next week. So maybe you can look at Brown in those scenarios. Look at stream options for category leagues. Shake Milton, Jared Vanderbilt... Faku Compazzo, Michael Carter-Williams and the painter, Matisse Thibel. And then for points leagues, we're looking at Baisley, Josh Hart, Shake Milton, TJ McConnell, and Jared Vanderbilt. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. See ya.